J right in your face. Welcome back to episode number Toronto. Episode number six of the Fadeaway Podcast. My name is Fatty and alongside me today. And before I say this, I just want to apologize to uh, a special listener. Josh, I hear you're uh, disappointed with me because I didn't come up with the name in the last episode. So I apologize. Uh, Josh, this is for you. My co-host, Jose Calderon. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> is that just because you saw him on the TV? Right I now? literally <laughs> just saw him on the TV screen. And I was like, that's exactly who we're going with. So Jose Calderon. You knew Josh was upset at you this whole week and you came up with a name. In the last 30 seconds. In the dying uh, dying uh, 30 seconds. But, I mean, uh, Josh, I, I tried. Josh, let me know how you like it. Um, we're back. We're back in Milton, Ontario. Back back in the 6th or east, southeast of the 6th? The 2? West, bro. What are we right West, now? West, man. Isn't yeah, yeah, whatever. Come southwest. On, southwest. <laughs> northwest. I think actually we're northwest. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Somewhere west of <laughs> Toronto. We're just not near the six, but we yeah. say that we're near the six, and we ride Toronto like we are from the six. But we are back. Uh, great Michigan trip. Uh, it was fun to go see Detroit, downtown Detroit. Uh, we witnessed the live PD. Uh, oh yes, altercation oh, there. Yes, shout out Anne. And so Anne was actually standing outside by the fire, and I'm like, "Hey, what are you doing? Come inside. You get cold in the summer." She's like, uh, no, there's a fire outside, and I'm going to witness this, like, live PD. At this time, it was just a guy getting pulled over. Right. Then I go inside, and, like, it's been 20 minutes. I'm like, yo, this girl is usually frozen by now. Like, either she froze to death outside or something is, like, about to go down. So I go outside. Yeah. There's, like, 20 cops at this oh, yeah. point. There's a taser string or whatever they call it because this man's been tased. Wasn't at gunpoint, was he? I think he was at Taser uh, he Point. He was at Taser Point. Taser Point only. But yeah. then there were like 20 cops and they like bum rushed his car, pulled him out, they pulled him out, tackled man. him and like arrested him. I didn't do nothing. And Anna was like, see, I told you. Detroit's and a dangerous place, bro. Detroit is uh, definitely an interesting place to be. We had a good time though. It was pretty lit. It was fun. Chris, nice Christmas market in the downtown. The worst fan base though. They don't go to the games. <laughs> it was a Friday night. Bro, it was, what was it like? It was like a two or three point game with like twenty seconds left, and the Troy had the ball. And I look at you, I'm like, "How is nobody standing? No one's right standing. Now? No one's excited. No one's doing anything. I mean, I guess because they knew they had Dwayne Casey drawing up the last play that they were gonna yeah. probably botch it, which is exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not like their 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 lower bowl was empty. Yeah, and yeah. we went down after half to like what row twenty, I guess it was something like that to to, to go watch the game. Uh, but their fan base was weak. Uh, and I mean their team is weak, so what do you expect? Yeah, there's nothing to watch there. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and before we get into this episode, shout out to our boy Ash. Happy belated Happy birthday, birthday two nine. He graced us with his presence on the last episode. I thought it was hilarious. Number two nine two. So if you have not, yeah, that was very trippy. But if you have not heard that episode, check it out. Ash is a natural. He's gonna start his own podcast. I think. I hope. I hope his, his own YouTube channel. I recommend it. But uh, let's get started because it was a pretty big week uh, in terms of, you know, what we're doing uh, around the NBA. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. The Raptors obviously still rolling. Huge week for the Raptors. Uh, a huge week and a huge month as well. Nick Nurse got the coach of the month. Yes. This deserve, month. Deserve Ten, we went 10-3, and three, I think, was the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about – I know you wanted to talk about Raptors versus the U.S. media. So talk me through that because I'm not 100% sure what you were – referring to well the, the the u.s media what i mean by that is because the two week the two games last week 
were were the big games were um, Raptors in Philly and Raptors and the Jazz. Um, the Raptors came. The, sorry, Philly came into the Scotia Bank Arena and Joel Embiid put up zero points. <laughs> Goose egg. Goose egg. The game, right? So. And then, so then I'm, I kind of, the next day I'm kind of hype, you know, I go on to all the ESPNs, the, the Fox Sports, whatever, and they're not really talking about Raptors defense. They're not really talking about Nick Nurse. They're not talking about how they collectively stopped Joel Embiid and, and what they did. And, and what I've noticed is that Nick Nurse has a very good feel for stopping these, like, big dominant players. He did it with Giannis. He's done it with Dame. He's done it with LeBron. LeBron. He's done it with Joel and Donovan Pete. Mitchell now right. with against Utah. Yeah, which we'll get into Embiid. later. Um, but he does it with these guys who dominate the ball and dominate the game. And he does it not only for – these guys are different positions. Like mm-hmm. Dame is not Joel Embiid. He uses different guys. He's like, not LeBron. And he's not LeBron, yeah. right? And he uses team Kawhi. defense. Kawhi. Right, exactly. He uses team defense and also individual defense to stop these guys. And it, he's not – I mean, obviously, he gets coach of the month and he's praised that way. But the media doesn't say anything about it. And then – the other test was on Sunday. Actually, before you get into that, yeah. uh, Max Kellerman not only didn't give shut up producer Kiro. Okay. He said expletive Max Kellerman. Yes, uh, we <laughs> don't one, swear on the fadeaway. Which one but we don't know. But he said blank like that guy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, with regards to what Max said about the Raptors, he not only didn't give us respect. He goes the Ra- the Philly loss against Toronto means that Philly put the league on notice because I know. Oh he goes, goodness, because Joel Embiid scored zero points and they were still right there within it, mm-hmm. um, that all of a sudden this makes them, the you know, a contender. Yeah. You know, they're right there against the, one of the best home teams Come in the on, league. Man. And then let's just completely disregard that no Kyle Lowry, no Serge Ibaka. These are two guys, two rotation guys, key Starters, rotation guys, bro. a total of like almost 40 points a game that we're missing. Yeah, we still are winning. We're balling. We're fifteen and four, second in the East. Come on, bro. and this credit. guy is still saying that it put them on notice. So, so I, I know you want to continue with that. I just want to add that little tip. Also, Josh in. Richardson is not going to drop thirty on us again. Thirty, yeah, thirty-four. I think it was. So, come ridiculous. on, man. Like the way Max Kellerman looks at stuff. I don't know if he's just a hot take kind of guy. I never really liked him that much. He's kind of. I don't like. I hear Lala. Lala came I at know, him. No, I saw him. And he today. responded to her too. Yeah, which I I agreed with his with his mellow take. But we'll get into mellow later. Um, but the second the second game was last was just this com- this past Sunday against the Jazz. It wasn't even a game. And you know my it was dad an overpriced my, my, practice. Yeah, my dad came up to me before the game. He's like, "Who are we, who are we playing today?" I'm like, "The Jazz." He's like, "Oh, like," and he has he knows absolutely nothing about basketball. But for some reason, he's like, "Oh, Jazz are good." I'm like, "Huh? Well, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, well, yeah, they are actually pretty they good. Are actually pretty good." I was like, "I was like, yeah, like it's a pretty competitive game. This game, and then at halftime, we're up 40." And you see the way it's we're playing ridiculous. defense. You see the way these guys are rotating. The way these guys are playing, like it's shot, unreal. Also, shot sixty-eight percent from three. Right, and in then the obviously in, in the third quarter, things kind of let up a bit, which is a little bit of a concern. Which is for some reason that third quarter always haunts us. No matter what Raptor team we are, it always haunts us. But at least it it kinda, we the fourth. Yeah, and I I think that this season we've we've been much better in the third quarters anyways. So it's not like too you don't you, know, you don't have to panic. But yeah, for sure. I mean, but you look at the way we're playing defense. You look at the way Nick Nurse is coaching the team, and there's no credit in the media at all. Yeah. So it's like only the only credit they get is Canadian media, which is us technically. <laughs> I mean, media. Us and Leo Rounds. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so and I, now Don Cherry is Canadian media because he has his uh, podcast. His own podcast. Yeah. He doesn't shout out the Raptors, does he? 
No, no, do that. definitely lit. not. They'd be lit. No, no, no. Um, I don't even know if he knows the Raptors. <laughs> but yeah, like so when I talk about Raptors versus US media, I talk about there's these two statement games that happen in one week. And I go on to look at the, what the media is saying, what these shows are saying, and they're not giving Raptors respect. And it's as usual. It's, 20, it's been 25 years. You win a championship. You play lockdown defense, and you lock down key guys that are superstars in this league, and you still don't get any respect. Nope. And that's never going to change for the Raptors, unfortunately, just being in the market that we're in. It's the same thing with Pascal Siakam. He's not getting any MVP love, but he's putting up almost 27-8 and yeah, eight yeah. a game. And he's shooting efficiently, and we're second in the East. So why not? Why is it so outrageous to consider him? Because who considers an MVP, especially a guy who was born and bred in the Toronto system, coming up from the the D League or the G League? Now mm-hmm. I always get confused. I don't know if people get offended in that line of business. The D League or G League? Yeah, like oh, well, it's the G League, sir. I mean, I bro, you're, it's still a competitive league. No, no, it definitely you is. Know. I just I'm talking about in terms of like the names. Yeah. But anyways, there's a video that we um. That we were watching, or actually, I don't know if I sent it to you or if somebody sent Bebo sent it to me Bebo. or to our group on Instagram. Shout out Bebo. Shout out Bebo. And uh, he was, it was literally Stan Van Gundy breaking down the Raptors defense against mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, LeBron, Kawhi, uh, all the guys that we shut down. And it was like running different kinds of zones 2 3, 3 2, oh, box 1. He loves his zones. He ran a weird box where it was like a, it was like a triangle in two. Did Bro, you see that one? Nick Nurse does anything he Bro, wants. Bro, how do you cover enough ground on a on a triangle and two? Like his defensive schemes are one thing, but for this team to be able to execute these defenses, like a triangle and two. He knows his personnel. We have the personnel for it. We have the length he's, for it. And he's just super prepared and he's smart, um, man. He's smart. On the jump, I Amino mean, you know, Hassan, the guy actually we were talking about him because we didn't know this guy had <laughs> any credentials. Elite. He is elite. Ends up being an ex front office guy for the Suns. Yeah. Uh so he was, I think Nick Nurse was on the farm team for the Suns exactly, at the time. Exactly. And he is always talking about his preparation. And even Bjorken, one of our assistants, prepared, like mm-hmm. always ready for the competition, hardworking. Um, sorry to our fans. We're just actually watching this Raptors game live, and it's a crazy comeback. So shout out Toronto. They're playing the Heat right now by the time you Kyle listen. Lowry. Kyle Lowry's back. Yeah, for his Kyle Lowry's back for his game starting. I wanna, by the I wanna, time you listen, it'll be over, though. I want to run something by you, though. Run it. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but. We know Pascal Siakam's going to be an all-star this year. Starter. I'll be shocked okay if he's not. On the reserves. Please tell Freddie me if FVV is not going to be on the reserves. It depends because Bro. now that Lowry's back, he might have a lesser role. The issue is, as a starter, he 100% he is. a reserve is. at least. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's, not he's a reserve. But with him coming off the bench with less production, less minutes, less touches, I don't know if he'll make the all-star game. But if you're asking me over the sample of him being a starter and if he Bro. was a starter, 1 million percent. This guy is working defenses. He's, he's arguably him, better than Lowry was at this age. And he's a very similar type point guard in terms of a hustle. He's pushing the ball. He's not scared of contact. He's a small guy who can finish really well around the rim. If anything, he's a way more reliable shooter. He's turned uh, into that guy. Early, yeah, he's very Freddie, reliable. Freddie's yeah, turned yeah. into that guy where every time he puts it up in my head, it's going in. He's, it's like a, it's like a Mike Miller from Miami. It was like a Steve Novak for the Heat, like a Ray Allen, obviously, but not as great. Oh, Ray Allen, oh. But that same type of feeling where, okay, this is my shooter. He's putting it up. I feel good about this. What I love is that Nick Nurse is playing. He's playing them right now. He's playing them side by side. Him and Lowry. So when, like, when you say, I understand what you're saying by Lowry is going to come back and and take some of his touches and take some of his. Um, 
his his production, ball, his production behind him, but they're also playing side by side, which I don't. Yeah, I I did I, forgot about that. I don't want that starting. to go kind of like unnoticed because I think he still can make the team. I I and I, honestly I hope Lowry kind of is starting to maybe give the keys off to to FVV in that sense. Well, he like, was Lowry was playing like an all star before he, he went was, down, so that's was. another thing too, right? It was Freddie and Lowry both all stars? Three all stars? Do we get three? Usually you get. Three if you're the I don't one know. Seed, the East maybe. is pretty. The East is pretty bad. We so can, maybe we, we could. I don't know. Uh, but I, I mean, Marcus Hall. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, we, I, I will. I will I, give listen, credit where it's listen, due. I will give, give credit. credit where it's due. He's been playing a heck of a lot better. He's taking a lot, uh, a lot of better quality shots. He's shooting the three, which is his strong point this season. And he he was the catalyst. He's passing and, and shutting down Embiid. Yeah, he and he's rebounding. Guy, he's so, he's a great defender, but his listen. passing has just been amazing. So. Shout out to Mark uh, Gasol. I was gonna say Gasol again. <laughs> no, I'm no, sorry. You, you got rid of that name. You said I name should. Out. I should apologize, yeah. and I will give credit where it's due. And I, I'll gladly say that I was wrong about him. But he did start off slow. Regard. What a pass! Wow, what a play! What a oh pass! Oh my goodness! That was, a, man. that was a nice little cut pass. Wow! Kyle Lowry to Freddie. To Freddie. Oh, what love, a, it. What a love it! Love it! Love it! Love it! So let's talk about. Um, in the same con, is it the same division? I feel like they're in our division. No, I don't. Brooklyn. So, no. I don't know. I can't Boston remember. Is, but I don't know. I think in, in another Eastern Conference foe, okay? You hate um, Kyrie Irving. You hate him. I don't hate him. He's like my James Harden. You know how I talk about James Harden? You talk about Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. You're, but like James Harden is actually good. Kyrie's good too, man. Come on, man. But not the same. Like, Come the on, same. man. Not the same, bro. Come not on, man. <laughs> Kalar, or Kalari. Kyrie Irving's the kind of guy to complain that he's getting double teamed in the summer. <laughs> Hey, that was shout out the book. The book. That's what it is. That's the book. So uh, I saw this graphic today. Shout out producer Kiro, my man, sitting there having a beer. I love this guy. PK. Uh, so <laughs> Mellow genuine draft. Get that garbage out of here. Hey, Maddie D. For those of you who don't know, Kiro's drinking at MGD, right? MGD. I was right. Okay, cool. What was the other one? Uh, Bugatti. Bugatti. <laughs> 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 Jack's the worst, Bacardi, bro. that was it, man. Yeah, that, was that was great. That was, that was great. Kira was uh, looking in confusion. He has no idea what we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> so so Kyrie Irving went to the Brooklyn Nets along with KD. KD's obviously out for the year, injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie, before he went down with this apparent injury, they had a four and seven record. Yes. And since that injury, since Spencer Dinwiddie's taking over as the starter. They're six and three. Spence is nasty, man. So they've they're six and three through nine. They were four and seven through eleven. Wow, this guy just pulled out his Brooklyn Nets throwback jersey. Is that the it's the biggie? Throwback. It's the biggie. It's the biggie. The biggie, uh, edition? biggie edition. Is that a Dinwiddie? No, no, no. It's a Durant. Oh damn, nice that is nice, bro. Hey? That is very I'm nice. Really and this is the jersey you're gonna wear, eh, for the for your Nets game. That's really nice. There you go. Yeah, because we're going to a Nets game. Hopefully he's back because I don't watch him. I'm but yeah. Jealous. Is it time to say, well, time, I've been saying this, but is it time for you to agree with me <sighs> that Kyrie Irving is overrated? He's not man, a winner. Man, He's not a winner. He's not a Bro, leader. He's, he's a not, good, I'll give you, he's he's a a good second fiddle like he's always been, but he issue with him is, A, he's too emotionally fragile, mm-hmm. as we're going to talk about in a little bit with his little debacle with the Boston fans. Bro, that was not that, that message. Yeah. And then not only is he that fragile, He's also just not a good leader, and he doesn't. Be, he has no ability to take that role as the second guy. I don't want to be that the leader 
No, he's always trying to be the leader, and it's not working out. And he always thinks he's got to figure it out. I, I, I'm happy to see, first of all, Dinwiddie get his. Yeah, he's and I'm nasty. happy to see the world noticing that my boy Kyrie needs some help. I so talk talk to me about this because this is your team, bro. This is these are your men's, bro. These are my men's. I don't think that he belongs as the number one guy on any team or any championship team at least. He can be the number one guy. We see how he plays in Brooklyn as the number one guy right now. It's all just him. It's iso ball, let me dance, let me let me play street ball essentially, and let me wow the crowd, and then make a step back three, layup, whatever it may be, fine. But, I mean, when you look at the – if you add KD, who's, who's number one, who's number two on that team? It's KD, number one. Number two is Kyrie Irving, right? So – I don't think he's gonna. He's a good leader. I think he's he's going through something. I don't know what it is. It's still haunting him from last year. Um, but Tekla always talks about this, and like in all seriousness, and we're not joking about this. But Tekla always says PT, like baby. he tells us to yeah PT. He tells us to actually back off a little bit just in case it is a mental health issue, because he's displaying like signs of real mental health issues. I'm sure it is. I'm sure there. I'm, but that's the thing. We're not attacking his mental health issue or whatever it may be you know but like you have to you know if if you're going to be complaining about it or 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 publicizing it then you have to be doing something proactive to seek help for it if anything also like there's just certain things you just shouldn't say in the media yep right which and he has no filter of. he has no filter on like there's people who come out about mental health like you know the whole demar Derozan, kevin, kevin love, love that's yeah, great you're raising your awareness Tribune, you're, yeah. you're, you're doing something positive Different podca- there's so many player there's podcasts so many players, and profiles right? for you to go on but kyrie irving is and the, the thing is is that kyrie irving posts and, and and releases messages that you have to is the word decrypt i don't know what it is you have to you have to, you yeah, have to decode yeah. the message like there's like Caps when there's shouldn't be caps. There's like, <laughs> like uh, what, imagery where there should. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like you're in grade eleven doing Shakespeare and you have to figure <laughs> out the imagery of a book. Like <laughs> like you don't know what he's getting to and you you probably can't relate. Like I can't relate to how he feels. You no. know, being in that spotlight. But at least if you're gonna put something out there, make it relatable to people who you're talking to. Uh, unless I mean like if you put it out there, does it make you feel that much better? Is that what you're using it? Is it using? It, are you using it as an outlet to vent? I guess, but. Nobody understands what he's going through, and I don't think he's making it understandable to the public. No, and if anything, whenever he addresses it publicly, I'm not even saying that he needs to, but if you're going to, then put some thought into how you're going to do that. Yeah, exactly. And don't just go in and, like, that whole little essay that he wrote on his Instagram story. Yeah. uh, I'm not going to read that, but it was just all in all, like, you're acting like you're the only player that gets booed. That. Like yeah, you're getting booed. They're not booing your your existence as a human being. They're not booing you as a father, as a as a son. They're yeah. not booing you. Like they're just booing you, the player. You sat up there and you promised them you're coming back. If you'll have me. And then you were like nothing short of unprofessional and how you handled that. Everything after that and and his attitude. I don't owe anybody expletive. Yeah. Like. Why? Why are you being this way and then coming out and saying, "Oh, all the fans are booing me. They don't care about my my well-being, my human side." I'm like, not only on, that, like, but he also admitted that he wasn't engaged last year after the fact. Like, yeah, because he had his grandfather's passing. Right. You doubled down on it, and you're like, "I just wasn't there. I wasn't doing my job. I wasn't." Yeah. If you went out there and you did your job, and you didn't come back, I'm sure they still boo you, but you you know, you would have less of a reason. To be booed, yeah. but you went in there. You were there every day. You didn't do your job. You, you kind of did cost the team a a finals berth or a you know advancing further into the into the playoffs because you were 
too stubborn to mesh with your teammates. Yep. Great teammates, great coaching staff. So you're saying you don't want to get booed for not doing your job, committing, and then being unprofessional, and then being unprofessional about it, and not com- and then uh, re- re- uh, removing that commitment from the you're team. You're gonna get booed. You're gonna get booed. And there's guys and people get booed for way less than that. For way less. For just leaving. LeBron got Vince booed for Vince Carter leaving. got booed up to like ten years after he got traded. Yeah, it happens. But I, I guess it's a it's a mental weakness, toughness kind of thing. Yeah, and I guess it just hits him harder than. Yeah. Than but in the midst else. in the midst of all this nastiness with Kyrie, I, I did enjoy seeing him hugging his teammates. I don't know if you saw he that did, video. He did. Yeah, yeah. And they all nice. embraced him. Marcus yeah. Smart, Jason Tatum. Um, even guys like Brad Wanamaker, like guys who were just making the team now. Yeah. Uh, I guess they were. He was on the team last year. I think he was a part of their G League affiliate. Yeah. But they were embracing him. They had a good conversation. It looked good. So I was happy to see that. Uh, I hope he figures this stuff out, man. He's a really shifty and great player when he does play. It's just getting his mental uh, in check. And, and you see what KG said about KG today was uh, was like Kyrie didn't have the cojones for Boston. Per- Perkins was like, "Yo, if I was, if that was Kobe, if I was Kobe's shoes, he would have played that game, injured or not." Yeah. So you know that game, yeah, he, I don't he know. sat out against his old team. I don't at know. Home. I don't know the level of injury that he had. I don't know, but yeah. bro, you gotta play against that former team, especially if you're gonna get booed. Like you gotta go out there and show. But I do expect the next time he's at TD Garden, like he's gonna go off. He's gonna ball. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna ball. He's gonna get buckets, bro. Pull up from thirty. Stephen A's like he's gonna get sixty. I'm like honestly, yeah, I yeah probably he's gonna go for sixty. He's gonna go for sixty. Yeah. Speaking of sixty, sixty piece, sixty piece. James Harden this Saturday against what seemed to be nobody, <laughs> aka the Atlanta Hawks defense, <laughs> scored sixty points in three, three quarters, quarters, just over thirty minutes, thirty-one minutes logged, sixty points to conclude the week. He's averaging, I think, he averaged forty-two points last week. Wow, uh, oh. just insane basketball he could have got 80 do you think they should have actively tried to let him get 80 no no he was two points away from his career high and yeah and he found out found out yeah he was he he was pissed about it um but i don't think i mean he played three quarters dropped 60 they were also up 50 they're up 50 you're gonna put him in a game he's gonna get injured not only by chance but i would fear that Someone on the Hawks or someone on the point team is gonna does it on purpose. Do it all. Can you imagine, bro? You know how disrespectful that is. If this guy already dropped sixty on you and, and he's, he's going 50. for eighty, he's out there, he's up fifty. Like, would you not want to hurt him? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just a competitive thing. And so, it's good that Mike D'Antoni saw him. He'll need the rest, especially because we know He'll how take he gets, all the rest he can get. We know how he gets at the end of the season and how he care how much he carries his team. So, yeah. you don't play him. You leave him. He'll go for 80 another time. If he went for 60 this easily, I'm sure he can go for 80 another time. Jalen Rose predicted he's like he's going to go for 90 at some point this season. And that would have been a game. Jalen Rose just, just wants the record to be broken from 81. That's exactly what his boy said, too. Jalen Jacoby. You just want the attention off you, man. Jacoby was like, you just want the 81 to be broken. And he's like, he's like no. But he's going to go for 90. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you don't leave that guy out. You, you got you got to give him some rest. You're up 50. You don't want him to get injured. Can you imagine the scrutiny? Mike D'Antoni would have gone if he left. I was gonna. There. I was just gonna say that, like being the coach who you're up fifty, you let him play, he gets hurt. Can you imagine? That would be ridiculous. You lose your job after that, bro. James Harden could easily go for eighty. Uh, I would love to see it happen, but I mean, the only comparison really with Kobe. Uh, actually, there's no comparison because Kobe was within ten heading into the fourth, he so he had to play. He had to play. They didn't have a choice. Yeah. So he had to play that game. Obviously, if you're up fifty-five, I can understand that. So it makes sense. 
Uh, but shout out James Harden. And James Harden actually, so he got snubbed, but I'm so happy for the guy who got this. And it's such a minute, like, accomplishment that That's I'll just give deal. it to Melo. The Western Conference Player of the Week, wow. ladies and gentlemen. First time since 2014. In a Knicks uniform. Mr. Carmelo Lala Anthony. La- <laughs> Let me tell you his stats real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. And, and only knows basketball players that have like wives, wives that are like big time in the media. Like she knows like Lamar and yeah, oh, yeah she'll know like know, Lamar yeah, Odom, yeah, yeah. but she won't know like LeBron. LeBron, because she's not she's not famous. You know, right. like hey, you know LeBron? No, but I know Lamar because he dated Chloe. <laughs> but not to take away from Carmelo's moment. He averaged twenty two point three points per game, big time. Seven point seven rebounds per game, which is actually honestly. That's pretty good. Solid, yeah. And then but it's nowhere near 42, 8, 9. Um, what did Harden uh, average, you ask? 42 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. You see Doncic on there? What did Doncic average, you ask? 33.6 points, 8 rebounds, 9.3 assists. So Fun, fun fact, Melo won this award. He had 67 total points this week. <laughs> Harden had 60 through three quarters of one game. I understand what the NBA is doing here. I think it's a great thing, though. I respect it. I respect it. You know, Melo's a guy who was basically blackballed from the league. And he comes back in, and he's killing it, man. He's 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 exceeding people's expectations. I thought he was going to be a 10 to 15-point kind of guy. Um, but he's coming in there shooting somewhat efficiently, dropping 25. And they're leading. You know what the biggest thing is? I'm not sure what the records are for Dallas and Rockets um, this week. But the Portland Bla- Trailblazers went 3-0. and Yeah, they went 3-0, and and I think they're up in to ninth place now. So this is clearly working. Granted, they got Dane back. 11th place, my fault. But they are a game and a half. Yeah, a game and a half out of eight. They did get some help back. They got Dane back from injury. So and they also played garbage, garbage teams, teams, if you look at the competition. So but you let's know not get ahead of ourselves, but it's good to see. But it's good to see because this is a guy who was shunned from the league, back in the league, trying to prove that he can still play. He doesn't want, to be, doesn't want it to be his last year. So let's bring this back full circle then because you earlier said you agreed with Max Kellerman. So... Take everybody through Max Kellerman's take and why you agree with it on Melo. It's a, I mean, the the, the take that that I was agreeing with was because Lala called him a hater and says he hated Melo. He said he never hated Melo. He doesn't he doesn't hate Melo. He just counted him out a long time ago. Okay, yeah, sure. He doesn't want to kill Melo, but yeah. he's he hates on. But that Mello. was that was a tweet. He hates on Melo, but you know why? That's the same reason why I hate on Melo though, because you kind of your exit from the league happened. Your yeah, <laughs> your. Exit from the league happened on your own accord. You know why? Because you don't want to accept your role. Why does Vince play twenty two years, and why can't why can't you play seventeen full seasons? Because Vince realized he was old, changed his game, became more of a mentor, and came off the bench. But don't you think Melo kind of got shafted? No, you don't think he got shafted by Houston. By Houston, yes. By o- Oklahoma, gave him a full season. Yeah, but Oklahoma City had. Billy Donovan, who's proven to be a trash coach year over year, could not take Paul George and Russell Westbrook out of the first round. And Russell Westbrook, who's a known like problem to play with. And now we're gonna put Melo at the forefront. Like, I think it's a little bit No, it's not he's no, a scapegoat. No, no, no. He yeah, absolutely I think he's a scapegoat. A scapegoat. I don't think he's the reason why these teams lose. But I do think his attitude is the reason why he's not he wasn't signed by other teams. He was a scapegoat for an OKC, he was a scapegoat in Houston. The reason why no and team, New York, uh, yeah, towards the end of his career, yeah. New York, yeah. But for the reason sure. why no team wants to sign him is because is this guy going to take this lesser role? Is he going to take this role off the bench? Obviously, now he's kind of proving that he shouldn't be playing off the bench, which is great. But at that time and in that moment, he was not playing this well. 
He wasn't playing up to this up to this level. So at that time, it was like, yo, let's just put you in the second unit. You can kill guys. He can murder guys on the second unit for sure on the block on the on the wings and whatever it may he's be. He's just fat. He just he he can't. He, he's he's not fat, but he can't move like he used to move. But he dunked on a man. But he dunked on a man this uh this week. So he dunked on a man. He's showing some nice young legs. He yammed on a man. I'm excited to see what he's gonna do for the rest of the season. I hope. I actually hope it's not his last season. I hope he still plays again next year. As far as him accepting his role, I still don't think he's accepted a, a lesser role. He's still playing like he kind of used to. Yeah. But the thing is, I think his his decision making is becoming better. He's not holding the ball like he used to. He's letting everything run through their offense, and he's just being like a complimentary piece, which is really good. So, I have two questions for you. Two topics I want to talk about, actually. Raptors-related topics. So wow, Raptors. A couple things I saw in the news this week. The second one's a little bit more uh, interesting, so we'll talk about that later. But the first thing I saw, potential talks with Jamal Crawford to join the team. So, I was a little a bit... I'm getting a jersey. I was a little bit iffy about this because Jamal Crawford, I think, is a great, obviously... Offensive force coming off your bench, three-time uh, six-man of the year, like prolific scorer. Had 50 points last year in a game, just last season. Bro, he averaged like 40 in the and month, of April, month of April or something like that. Yeah, and it's like somehow not on a team, sitting at home, collecting dust, okay? But I don't know that I want him on my team. Reason being, our bread and butter all season – has been two things, defense and ball movement. Mm-hmm. Ball movement especially. We are an undersized team, and we know it. Okay? We play – sorry, because we have some size. You're but we size. play an undersized brand of basketball. Marcus Hall or Baca, they're always on the three. Yeah. Okay? We're, we're just slashing and crashing the boards through back cutters, uh, guys, you know, slashing through the, through the elbow, right through the key, whatever it is. Jamal Crawford is a stagnant brand of basketball. He's the reason Will didn't work out when he was here. We are just trying to run a different brand. Mm-hmm. He would come in. He would control the ball. He would get his points. But our bench is not known for having the one guy to go get you that 30. They're going to get you. You're going to have four guys who can get you 12, 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. And that's all production. I don't. I don't want to take away from Terrence Davis coming off exactly. our bench. Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I was going to say. I don't want to take away from any CB of the B twenty five Boucher, even though like his minutes are gonna go down with Ibaka back. But bro, but him you want you know, anybody coming off our bench, I do not want to stall that for Jamal Crawford. Like I don't think for that Jamal year. Crawford is a championship caliber player. I never thought that. I always said his numbers were empty numbers. He got you the numbers, but he never really contributed to winning. His only I think his closest gig was maybe the Clippers, and they were like one through twelve the best team in the league. Yeah. So I don't know. Like How do you I, feel about this Crawford thing? I like the idea of it, Crawford being back in the NBA, but don't come back to the Raptors. No. Because his, the Bucks were looking at him too. That won't help the Bucks either. No. That, that's not what the Bucks want. I don't know why. It could be a solid I, score off their bench though. But I don't I, want them to I, have him. Like, I'd be scared. You're No, not so much about being scared. He's a great player and, you know, he's shifty. He's got a handle. He can shoot. There's not, We're not taking away from how good of a player he is. And I'm sure he can still play. The issue is, will he mesh with his team? Like you said, my biggest thing from what you were saying, you were saying, obviously, he doesn't fit our brand of basketball. We play defense. We move the ball. My biggest thing was, you you want to develop these young guys. These these guys like TD, like you said, uh, Chris Boucher, 
you want them to play in-game minutes. You don't you don't want to always put them down to the G League, right? You want them get you want to get them some NBA run. You're gonna you know decrease or not you're gonna slow down your investment in these young guys for an eight month rental in Jamal Crawford just no. for one season. No, and he's not a championship caliber player. Yeah, so and he's not even young enough to give you that push that you need. Exactly, my opinion. Exactly, if he's gonna come in and mentor and be the fifteenth guy, but I don't think you need nah. that. You have a Lowry, you have an Ibaka, you have a Gasol. You've got some great older heads on this team. Yeah. Right and and Jamal McGlure underrated older head on the team. He's exactly. an assistant coach, yeah. but he's there. He's a he was, he's been in the league, right? So you've got great older heads in, on this team. You've got a great team. This is one of like this is I like this team way better than last year's team. Yeah, yeah. way better. We than last we year's talk team. about this because they're gritty. They're they're gritty. They, they play, work hard. They play together. It's not all about Kawhi. And this is how we play. They're when not Kawhi, entitled. When Kawhi was out those twelve games, this is how we played. The same exact twenty two games. Sorry, Seventeen and yeah, five. Sorry, twenty two games. This is exactly how we played. We and played this Pascal team showed shades basketball. of this last year too. If you look, if you look at those twenty two yeah. games, his production he showed shades. People just don't know. Yes, they don't and people watch, just sleep, they don't man. Watch, they just man. they snooze the button. They press the snooze button. It's like waking up for work in the morning. You don't want to get up out of bed. You're thinking of every excuse to not go to work today. I'm sick. That's me. All I'm yakking. Day. My car is broken. <laughs> you used the <laughs> my car is in the shop. <laughs> you know that's. It happens. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes but, there's pressure at home for you to be home more, and your car ends up in the shop. But anyways, <laughs> to wrap up this this Jamal Crawford thing, I'm a no go on that. I don't know how you feel no, about thank that. Thank you. Yeah, but I, I will want to so. see him. I do want to see him in the league for sure. Bring him back. He deserves it. Mm. Who who do you think he'd be a good fit for? Any losing team? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Team? Yeah, put him on a winning team for sure. I think Houston. Yeah, I don't know. That's too much defensive liability. But they, oh, buddy, they don't play defense. I know, but like you can't get worse. <laughs> they don't care. You can't afford to get worse defensively. But they can afford to get better offensively, which is D'Antoni's mindset. Mm. Put them with the Clippers. Put them with the Clippers. No, 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 no. Come off on, man. Lou Will. Him and Lou Will. Him and Lou Will's overkill. Off the bench. Jamal plus Lou Will equals overkill. Buckets. Call you know me a rapper, you know bro. I, actually, you know what I heard today? I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna ask you this because I don't know what to do. Or I don't know what to think. On paper, one through ten, who has a better team, the Lakers or the Clippers? The Lakers. Like if we go matchup by matchup, one through ten, one through ten, I one believe th- one through five. It's a different discussion. One through ten, there's ten. You need ten. One guys through ten, minimum. it's not even a question, right? Because I'm thinking Lakers. I'm hearing on you know on all the the shows I watch, it's the Clippers. Man, bro, how? Let's break it down. One through ten. Starting I don't think starting so. five is I'll give it to the Clippers just because you have the two superstars. But what? you have LeBron, LeBron and AD. AD. Man, okay, let's break it down. Come let's on, break it down. No, no. I'm, you 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 pull up the Laker uh, Clippers roster. Okay. Because I have the Lakers one right here. Okay. 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 So it's Avery Bradley. That's the starting okay, point guard. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm gonna go. No, from we gotta starting go starting lineup. point guard yeah, and whatever. Let me pull this up because this right. is actually interesting. Because I in my mind I want to go with. Lakers. Me too. That's my. That's my. So my, the Lakers starting lineup as per the last game, they started KCP, Danny Green, LeBron, AD, and Javale. One second. This is up against what? Pat Bev. All right, brother. So let's just go point guard, point guard, shooting guard. KCP, I mean, Pat Bev. I'll give Pat Bev any day. Yes. Any day. Yes. Not even a question. And then what? PG is number two. PG is the number two, yes. PG against who? Danny Green or who? Yeah, starts, right. So, they, so Clippers get that. So two zero. Okay, 
You think he took Pat Bev over uh, Avery Bradley? No, over KCP. He's starting a point guard? Yeah. That's that's homeless. Yeah. Well, wow. LeBron plays point guard. I know, but what, that's bad. Okay, Defense. Anyway. Kawhi Leonard or um, LeBron James? I'm taking, Le- I'm taking LeBron James. I'm yeah, I'm taking I'm LeBron this LeBron season, James, leading the league in assists. He's playing every game. He looks just more pipping his yeah. Uh, pipping his hop, hop or hopping his pop pipping or his step. pipping his step or popping pipping. his step. I don't know. <laughs> Hoppity hop. Producer Kiro. What is you, it? You you like to ski? What is this? What is it? Is it hopping your bob? Pipping your step. No? I don't know. Yeah, pipping okay. your step. Whatever. There's an extra motivation this year in LeBron's. Yes, that's what we'll say. Uh, <laughs> basketball play. So I'll go with LeBron. So two one. Two one for the Clippers, and then at power forward you have Jamichael Green. He's he's the starter. <laughs> Against AD. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go two right. two. Two two. And then So it really comes down to the center. Zubats and Javelle. I go tie even. You go tie. Yeah. And now we go to the bench. Actually, I'd even probably take Javel. Just he's more athletic, I feel. Zubats is always uh He's a big boy. He's on the brink. He's a boy. <laughs> he's a big he's boy. too nimble he's to too be nimble. a boy. Um Okay, we'll we'll go we'll go to the starting lineup, get to tie. Now the bench is where it matters, I guess. Okay. So Lou will. Kuzma. Luol's a bad boy. Luol's a bad boy. Luol's yeah. No, you can't compare. Yeah, right? You can't compare. Uh, Landry Shamit. Okay. Uh, Landry Shamit, I'd say Caruso. Caruso, for sure, bro. Caruso. He's an energy guy. He's a defensive guy. Even Rondo. Rondo. Because yeah, Rondo's off that Rondo. bench, too. Okay. Dwight Howard's coming off that bench. Dwight Howard is unbelievable. And I would take him over. I mean, no, no, Trez. You got Trez off the bench. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'd take Trez. Trez. But we're still. We haven't talked about Avery Bradley. We haven't talked about Quinn Cook, who's an underrated who's, player, yes, man. I like that. I like great that shot addition. maker yep. and champion. Yep. Okay. And Troy Daniels, uh, uh, here and there, play much. He can make some shots. He can make some big shots. And just got a new phone, and she's like she's taking snatched. selfies. Like, do you know the focus it takes to record this podcast? And do you mind, buddy? Thanks. So considering all these guys that they have coming off their bench. I don't know. The Clippers, like... It's pretty equal, actually. You look at it, man. But the thing about the Clippers that when I when I envision the Clippers, it's a well-oiled machine. Shout out. Shout out convention. Well-oiled machine. <laughs> it's a well-oiled machine. But when I look at the Lakers, they're just a lot of good players. The chemistry, though, is unreal. On a roster. Bro. The chemistry, the coaching has been bro, unreal. Bro, the Lakers... Frank, bro. Bro, I'm, I'm giving you... You want to hear a hot take? I'm giving you a hot take. The Lakers are overrated, A. Eh? Soft schedule. They have one of the softest schedules in the league. They're three and three against winning teams. Yeah. Three and three. And we're going to talk about that in a sec because they just lost to my boy Luka Doncic on Saturday at home. Yes. Yes. 114 to 100. Mm -hmm. Tough loss for them. They are not beating good teams. They're beating, they're pounding down on the teams they should be, which is good. Mm -hmm. But I want to see a competition. December is going to be a tough month for them. So it should be fun to see their schedule. I think they're even playing tonight. I saw them playing, I, th- I believe it was tonight, but it should be exciting. They're playing Denver. Ooh, that's a good game. That's a good game. That's a, that's good, a good game. game. So, uh, shout out to Luka Doncic. Came into town, handled business, 27-10-9, of course, in LeBron's face. He said, step back three in his face in the fourth. You know, LeBron did that to him the first time, first game. He did, Denver. he did. But then so. also, Dallas should have won because Dwight Howard had that abysmal Missed offensive foul mm-hmm. on the oh, tie in wow. the corner I there. That, I remember that. But yeah. it's okay. That's neither here nor there, sir. Uh, what did we want to talk about? Yo, this is a big week. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, the second Raptors thing. So I've been seeing these posts of a uh, 
Raptors should trade for DeMar DeRozan and get him back. Man, I've been seeing that. Bro, come on. It's just, listen, just like Jamal Crawford, he doesn't fit our brand of basketball. He doesn't fit the ball movement. He doesn't fit how much threes we're shooting. He doesn't fit the defensive side. He doesn't fit how we defend as a team and how we defend individually. It would be a great feel-good story to bring him back. If I'm DeMar, I don't want to come back here. So I, like from both ways, I don't think it's good. I don't know if you're, you're nodding at me because you want him back, but like, it's just not a good fit. I don't, who are you gonna give up, Marcus Saul and Serge? Nobody. Who are you gonna give up? You have to give you'd up only, some good you'd pieces. Ha, you'd give up Mark contract. because it's expiring, but you'd have to give somebody else up. FVV. They're not expiring just, too. They're not just gonna give away Demar. Exactly. This is Demar. At the end of the day, it's yeah, he's not a superstar, but he's an all star. All star caliber player. He's a star. He's a good player. I don't like that one at all. I I hope Masai does not do that. I don't think he will. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell our stories our our listeners a story. So once upon a time, this little boy, he fell in love with a girl. Okay, so he's talking to this girl. He wasn't sure. Like he kind of fell in love with her, but he wasn't sure. He was just trying to get to know her a little bit better. And then over time, their relationship started getting better and better and better, and they were in love. And then the girl. She was like, you know what? This is getting a little bit stagnant. Classic. I want <laughs> I want change. I feel like I'm falling out of love. I'm trying to do, you know, I, I feel like he's holding me back. I want to get to a certain level. You know, I'm going to I'm going to leave him for this new guy I met because this guy is going to get me to where I need to be. Dang. He has a good, you know, good connections. He's he's good at what he does and I enjoy being around him. He's he's a basketball player. <laughs> So, sorry, PK just fiends asking questions. Um, anyways, continue with the story. So now, fast forward a year, she had the best year of her life, got to where she needed to be, got all these accomplishments, and then she considers, you know what? Should I take this guy back? No, <laughs> absolutely not. You know why? You know why? Because in that year, she bettered herself. She exceeded. She exceeded what she used to be before. We will never, I swear, we will never, Masai Ujiri will never control Zed, the move he made to send DeMar DeRozan away for many reasons. A, Pascal is Masai's guy. Okay? Pascal's Masai's guy. You think DeMar's going to come back here and be a bench guy? I know. You think, the, you think you DeMar is going to come back to Toronto this fresh off leaving and not be the main guy or not want to be the main guy? Bruh. No chance. Nah. Number two, we have built we have built a very, very strong defense. Mm-hmm. Okay? And number three, like you said, we won. We have that championship mentality. We don't quiver when LeBron comes to town. We don't shy from the big competition. Mm-hmm. We're better. DeMar, it was real. I love you. Thank you. But I'm, we're not interested. I hope Take not. your talents elsewhere. Orlando is East the, Beach. Is the other rumor. I don't know where East Beach is, but what is that? It's the opposite of South Beach because oh, you can't go to Miami. My goodness. <laughs> Honestly, that would be fun. Him and Jimmy would be fun. Yeah, for sure. But I hope we don't get him back. Not because I don't love Lamar, but it just doesn't fit nah, it doesn't what fit. this team does. Honestly, I think we're one piece away from a finals berth. I agree. We're one piece away. I don't know what I that still think piece we can make the yet. finals in this East. It's tough. It's gonna be tough. It's, tough, it's gonna be man. tough, but it's tough. It's gonna be tough against Milwaukee. I'm scared of Milwaukee. Milwaukee is looking really, really, 
really good. I know, but it's not even that. Like they're they're crushing. Boston games. looks good. Miami looks good. I don't know. On a yeah, seven yeah, game yeah. series, you don't know how they'll match up. But in a seven game series, I'm going to Toronto over Miami because I'm going Miami doesn't have that exposure. I'm going to Toronto six in that. So, in that. Yeah. But you just don't know how these teams are going. We're one piece away from solidifying that. Yeah. Finals birth. Just like we had that. We were one piece away last year. We're bringing in Marcus All. We're one piece away this. One. We're one piece yeah. away this year as well. All right. So, uh, just to conclude, shout out to Nick Nurse again, coach of the month. I love Nick Nurse. Shout out to the Toronto Raptors, ten and three this past month. I love a Toronto Raptors. Fifteen and four, all in all, in the season. It's exciting. It's to. It's a time to be a Raptors fan right now. Mm-hmm. So we're we're happy to be here and experience it, and uh, happy to tell you guys what we think about it. Um, before we end, I just want to say next week we have a great, great, great guest lined up. Wow. Um, I'm not going to say who it is, um, but this person is very involved in... Actually, you know what? I'm going to let him explain it next week. Yeah, let him do it. I'm going to let him explain it next week, but it's going to be exciting, so you got to tune in, check it out, and you know where to find us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Everywhere. No, and you cannot come on a a podcast episode, and we do not have a makeup segment. I'm not going to talk about concealer and contour. Okay, you know what? We have a game. We have a league game in like... Less than an hour, so we gotta go. Just bounce. Easy.